Pope's Harbor, a gritty Bible devotion with David Bradley. The Attributes of God, His Goodness, Justice, and Mercy, Part 5. Key Verses for His Goodness, Psalm 107, Verse 8, and Romans 2, 4. Psalm 107. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. In Romans, or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? And goodness here means gentleness, kindness, and mercy. Now about His justice, there is John 9.39. And Jesus said, For judgment, or justice, I have come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who think they see may be made blind, or remain blind, as it were. Now, God's justice throughout the Bible is rendered as the word judgment. Strong's Concordance defines judgment this way. It's by implication, justice, specifically divine law, as an accusation, condemnation, damnation, and judgment. And God's law accuses all as guilty of sin, of breaking God's law and therefore justice demands payment. Injustice means giving each person what he or she deserves, or in the more traditional terms, giving each person his or her due. As sinners, we deserve to be punished for doing God wrong, but this is where mercy comes in. And about his mercy, there's Luke one fifty, And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. This was spoken by Mary, the mother of Jesus, given praise. And mercy here means compassion. Before describing God's attributes of goodness, justice, and mercy, let me share something with you. As I have studied Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy, and spent time thinking about God's greatness, I have come to realize my awareness of who God is has diminished through the years. This low view of God led me to focus more on myself, my efforts, and my goals, all the while leaving God pretty much in the background. But now, I've been revived in my daily walk with God, and it is wonderful to be back where I belong. So with this being said, let me strongly urge you to get a copy of Tozer's book and read it. Read it slowly. Take the time to think about God's nature and I promise you a change will take place in your thought life. And this will lead to changes in most everything else. And listen, peace also comes with knowing God 101. Now this episode looks at God's personality as it relates to his goodness, justice, and mercy. And as we study each of these, mercy will stand out all the more. For you see, God sent his son Jesus to die for you and me, as a direct result of his mercy. The devotion focus is God's goodness ensures his justice will prevail over evil. But we can find his mercy and avoid his demands for punishment. The question for us is how much mercy do we want? God's goodness is infinite, and it leads him to continue his love in our behalf. But what difference does it make today? And I mean this day the one you're facing right now. Here is a fact from Tozer's book in the chapter on goodness. 
The reason and only reason God listens to our prayers is because he is good. To pray in the name of Jesus isn't meritorious, but rather a condition of of being heard. If you want to be heard, you have to go through Jesus' authority by his name. So when we pray, it helps to remember God is listening because he is good. Listen to Romans 3.12, 3.12b, the latter part of the verse, concerning the lack of good in the fallen human race. The Bible says, there is none who does good, no, not one. But wait, mercy is waiting for us. However, something stands between us and God's mercy. So what about God's sense of justice? Have you seen on the news how someone got away with doing wrong, and I mean serious wrong? How does that make you feel? What if someone hurt a loved one of yours and got off the charges against him or her because some lawyer found a technicality, a loophole in the law that allows or allowed his client to go free? Now, as a police officer, I testified quite a bit in court. And before one such time, the criminal lawyer came up to me outside the courtroom and said, I know my client is guilty of sin, but what do you have on him? Meaning, what was the basis for my charges? I ask, if you know he's guilty, why aren't you entering a plea on his behalf? He said because his client wanted to plead not guilty. So here was just one more case among thousands every day across our nation where a lawyer wants to bypass justice. And listen, to not punish sin, like not punishing for a crime, that isn't mercy. It's a miscarriage of justice. Now listen to this carefully. God never sets aside justice. Because our sins must be punished, God sent his only son, Jesus, to receive the death penalty justice requires for sinning. With justice satisfied by the death of Jesus, we have forgiveness available to us for the asking in Jesus' name. And now, mercy for our purposes here points back to the cross as God's reason for sending his son to die in our place. I can now stand justified as innocent before God at the judgment seat. But what about the fact God punished all sin for all time when Jesus took the wrath of his father against sin upon him? If sin has been punished, why do people still go to hell? It's because they choose the penalty over the pardon, the penalty for refusing what Jesus did for them on that cross. For those of us who have received God's forgiveness through the cross, we have the goodness of God upholding us in this life and the assurance of eternal life when we die. And that, brothers and sisters, is mercy embodied. Now, the summary is God's unchanging nature ensures he acts in goodness when he carries out justice and fulfills the requirements of mercy all without violating any of his law. His commands may be thought of as the laws of God, and they are in place for our protection, the same as most any nation has laws on the books to protect and bless the people of those nations. So in the action to consider, if you will study the word judgment, In the many verses throughout the Bible, you will come to appreciate all the more the mercy and goodness of God. To quote Tozer when talking about studying God, he says, Let me exhort you to take this seriously. 
It is not to be understood as mere Bible teaching to be stored away in the mind along with an inert mass of other doctrines. So if all we do is read or listen and forget, we will never experience the power of knowing God at the intimate level He wants. Next week's devotion, The Love of God. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.